Thank you, Johnny Paycheck, for that great introduction. You know, I've been, I've been thinking. I've been thinking over the last year and a half about my life and about, you know, my work-life balance. And yeah, I think it's out of balance. And I'd like to balance it off or balance it better by not doing this job anymore. Okay? Okay. Is that you? Does that sound like something you're contemplating? I was reading the uh, the old newspaper on the weekend, uh, the uh, Saturday Star, I believe it was, and there I was flipping through the business section, and I spotted an article by my absolute favorite business reporter in this country. I mean, no word of a lie. This, as far as, well, really, possibly my favorite uh, print journalist uh, in the world. There's no question. I think 100% I would say that. Uh, her name is Christine Dobby. She also happens to be my wife. So I'm actually, um, I believe I'm contractually obligated to, to say that she is my favorite print journalist. But nevertheless, she has a great article in uh, the Saturday Star called The Big Quit. And man, did this speak to me because it, it is just full of some jaw-dropping stats about what people are thinking right now. What's going on in the employment sector? You know, we're trying to gear back up, get going. And employers are having a hard time either, A, recruiting, or more often than not, retaining talent. A spring survey by more than 500 workers conducted by recruitment agency Robert Half Canada found that 13% of professionals had changed jobs already mid-pandemic. And 21% planned to look for a new job in the coming months. In December of 2020, Morneau Chappelle did a survey, and respondents were asked whether they'd considered leaving their jobs since the beginning of 2020 for any reason. So what did we find? 28% of people said, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm looking. I'm thinking about going. Now, why, why such a high number? What are the reasons? Well, let's break it down. Increased mental stress, 53%. Of the respondents said, yeah, we're con- I'm considering going somewhere else. Increased mental stress. Under the other, other category, 27%, just other. In sport, employers' response to COVID-19, that's 24%. Where's my PPE, man? Again, increased mental stress strain at home, different than my first category, which is at work. So that's, you know, the kids aren't in school. There's your mental stress is up. Husband doesn't pick up anything. Goodness gracious, man, can you put the dishes in the dishwasher once? Uh, Changes in my health, 12%. And employers' response to race and diversity, 6%. Give you a perspective there on what perhaps is driving this, what it is motivating people to say, I don't take this job and you know what you can do with it. Wojtek Dabrowski is managing partner at Provident Communications and joins me on the line. Welcome. Are, Are you finding this even in your own business? Uh, yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I think, uh, and great to be here, Alan. Any employer, um, myself included, looking to grow the team or to keep the team intact, as it were, um, against this backdrop, is really forced now to to take a long, hard look in the mirror. Um, you know, are we living up to what employees expect of us? 
this used to be the conversation that went the other way. Are, are employees living up to my expectations as an employer? Are they doing what they're supposed to? Should I be firing and, and bringing on new people who are better and, and, and so on? That's completely turned on its head now because of the pandemic. Um, right now, employees are in the driver's seat and employers, especially those that want to build you know, a, a resilient and lasting corporate culture, um, I would argue, uh, really need to sit down and, and sort of say, are we are we delivering here? Are we, have we supported our people the way that they deserve to be supported, the way they they should be supported? Uh, and I think based on what some of the research says, and based on what I'm seeing in in the real world day in day out with people quitting um, like I've never seen before in, in in numbers that I've never seen before, uh, I think the answer to that question in, in brief is no. So let, let's put the another hat on then. So instead of talking from an employer perspective, consider yourself an employee. And then how do you best use this new leverage if indeed you are in the driver's seat? Sure. Yeah. So uh, it, it's important to kind of understand what's gone through the mind of an average employee, right? And and I think uh, you and me and everybody else have, have to some extent, if you've been working from home, lived this reality over the last 18 months. And that is you're locked away from being physically present with your team, with your boss, your manager, peers, and so on. Um, You're sitting there and spending inordinate amounts of time thinking about your career and whether, whether what you're actually doing is what you want to be doing. Because let's remember, right. What the pandemic did is it stripped away all the, all the things that, that hang off of having a a career and, and reduced it all to the actual work that you do day in, day out. Cause you're, going to your home office, your kitchen, wherever you're working from, and, and you're doing that every single day. And now a lot of employees are realizing that that, that might not be it. So I think, you know, if you put, uh, as you suggested, the, the employee hat on and what do I do with all this leverage, I think in many ways employees have the right to come to their employers and say, look, I want more from you. I want more tools, better training and support for my long-term growth, my, my trajectory. How will you respect the fact that I want to have a flexible workplace experience where perhaps I'm at home Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but I come in on Thursday, Friday, or vice versa, as the case may be. Um, and and what will you do to make sure that that doesn't leave me sitting at the the proverbial kids' table when it comes to big meetings? That I'm uh, just as heard and valued as my in-person colleagues are. Um, how will you address all of that while also maintaining my my uh, my mental health? Because what you've asked of me, I've done. And it turns out that working from home is really great for productivity, but it is not so good for mental health and happiness. Um, so I think all those questions are being asked right now. And employees who don't like what they're hearing in response from their employers are, are packing their bags and going somewhere else. We're almost out of time, but how long, do you get a sense of how long we'll be in this state? Is this two, five years, or, or will it work itself out at almost like a supply chain issue? I think there's, you know, there's various ways to look at it, Alan. I would say off the top right now, um, we're in a massive transitory period, right? Because for all intents and purposes, as far as lockdowns and really severe restrictions are concerned, the pandemic is definitely receding a little bit. We're starting to see stuff open up and people somewhat return to some semblance of normalcy. If that continues and stays and if Delta can be controlled or um, uh, employers step up with, with really strong vaccine requirements. This might be a phenomenon that kind of is a great reset uh, of violent change for about a year. 
and, and then we might go back to normal. But if, th- if things drag on and we continue to work from home, I would say, you know, people will continue to spend that very, very large amount of, of their waking hours thinking about their jobs and careers. And this might be a much more drawn out um, phenomenon that reshapes fundamentally the workforce. Wojtek, great to talk to you again. Thanks so much for coming on. Anytime, Alan. Have a great day. That is Wojtek Dobreski, who is a managing partner at Provident Communications.